Welcome to Love and Business, Is It Worth It? I'm your girl, Diane, and on this podcast, we address everything love, everything business, and everything in between. If you're looking to grow with your partner while you're growing your business, you're listening to the podcast that will help you figure it out. Hi, guys. Hello. Welcome to Love and Business, Is It Worth It? podcast live. We're doing live since we can't go out. And our host, well, our host, he'll be coming shortly. And we have Doug and his lovely wife that are on the live. So we'll be joining with them now. Now you guys know the rules. If you're going to join our Love and Business Is It Worth It podcast live, you know you got to have your favorite on deck. Hi, guys. Hi, Doug. Hey, how you doing? Beautiful couple. Do you guys have your favorite on deck close to you? Yeah, we just got one bottle of water. There's another bottle of water. That sounds about right. I was going to say maybe some kale or spinach as your favorite. <laughs> right, right, right. But water I, like too, like, I like red sangria, but I can't find it anywhere right now. Really? Well, usually I can find it at Wine and Spirits, but Wine and Spirits is closed. And the only other place I know that's selling wine is open at Whole Foods, and they don't have it. You know who is also selling wine? Acme. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. All right. Yep. Check that out. Coffee check that out for sure. I'm so yeah. glad you guys were able to join us. Thank you so much. This is exciting, right? Definitely. We get to share a lot of time talking amongst each other, sharing some yep. of our experiences, and just sharing yep. great time with each other. But it's not often that we get to open it up to the world. So, you know, right. what better time, you know, everybody's home searching for information for us to have the same type of dialogues that we have on a regular basis, but mm-hmm. now shared on this platform with others. So yeah. we definitely thank y'all for making a sacrifice and time to be here with us. Thanks for having us. We're excited. And let me just warn everyone, this is going to be raw and uncut, like straight yeah. up, no fluff. I want everyone to hear the real deal, like what goes behind the scenes when you have two entrepreneurs, two minds coming together, trying to build businesses and trying to build their relationship at the same time. So, and I admire your story. And let me just give a quick shout out to Nehemiah Davis. I want to say thank you to him yep. because it was a setup. Neil and his right. beautiful yeah, you're wife. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was his wedding day and Neil and his beautiful yep. wife, they sat us at the same table because they mm-hmm. wanted yep. us to meet and they knew that if we met, it would be purpose behind it. So right, right. that's a man yep. with vision and I appreciate it. So yeah, shout out to that beautiful couple. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Keeps us on oh, our yeah. toes, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. It keeps you working. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Yeah, let's, let's jump on yep. into it. Doug, Marissa, you know, you guys are a beautiful couple. I'm sure Thank everybody's you. wondering who are these beautiful people on this live right now. <laughs> so if you don't mind, just give a little of your background. You know, how you guys started out together, even before we get into the business yep. side of things. How your relationship got started. Absolutely. Marissa, you want to go ahead and take that one? Sure. Well, many people might be surprised to know that we actually met online. Match.com. Yep. 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 <laughs> Computer love. Computer yeah, right, love. Exactly. <laughs> so I had gone to school in Virginia for nursing and had started working out there and living down there. And then five years after I had been down there working, like I was like super like, none of my family's here. None of my friends are here. Let me move back home. So I moved back home with my mom and started working at a hospital in Allentown. 
And my mom was like, you know what? You seem so like sad. Like, are you depressed? I'm like, no, I'm not depressed. No. And she said, you know what? I think you need to meet somebody. And I think you need to try online dating. And I was like, mom, I'm 25. I'm in my prime. I don't need to find somebody online. Like I can find somebody like anywhere. You know what I mean? Not to be like, you know, but that's what I was thinking. But a lot of the girls at my work had found their significant others online. So once I realized people my age were like doing it, I was like, I guess I'll try it. So I got on with the free trial and I said, you know, if I don't meet anybody for the first 30 days, then it just is what it is. I'm just going to try it. And that's just going to be what it is. So Doug happened to reach out and just said in the message, he said, Hey, how was your weekend? Almost like he just knew who I was. Everybody else who was reaching out was like, you know, had like this whole long drawn out, hey, nice to meet you, you know, all this crazy stuff. But Doug was just like, hey, what's up? Like, almost like <laughs> I've known you forever, you know? Right. So I responded and I was like, hey, what's going on? And, you know, he was the first person I've ever met and the only person I ever met. And then wow. that's how we met. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's how we met. And I just remember being so anxious because I was with my family, right? And we're at Olive Garden. I had my sister and my mom with me. And I was like, you know, I'm talking to this great girl on Match.com and I'm excited. I think she's going to be the one. I already like had in my mind, like I was getting ready. And I was like, hey, maybe. And I asked Larissa, like, hey, you want to come to lunch for like our first date at Olive Garden? mom and sister. <laughs> nice. <my> mom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, got into some to the family. Yo, I need, I need the extra support. I was a little nervous, but hey, it all worked out. My sister actually told me, say, hey, Doug, I don't think that's a good idea having her come out, you know, for a lunch, you know, at Olive Garden with us right now. So, yeah, one thing led to another. Where did you take it from there? Yeah, I, I mean, that's how we met. That's it. That, that's how we met. And I was living you know, in Newark, Delaware at the time. You know what I love about this story, though? You guys both agreed because we cannot agree with our first initial, like at all. And the fact uh, that you guys yeah. both have the same story, you guys are in yeah. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. yeah. So I guess our first date was at in Plymouth meeting. So Doug grew up in Bluebell and I was living in Orange. Doug grew up in Bluebell, who was living in New York, Delaware, and I was living in Orange for Pennsylvania with my mom. But our first date was at Redstone by the Plymouth meeting mall. And, you know, it was a great time. And during that time, I just remember thinking, you know what, this guy's going to be my boyfriend. I didn't mm-hmm. think like husband at that time, but I was like, this guy's going to be my boyfriend. And I don't know what it was. It was just something that I just felt. And I can't really explain it. It was just something that I just knew. And I know with me, like, I like to just keep it 100% real. So I had like the raggedy shoes on and I wasn't trying to impress or anything like that. I wasn't trying to put on a Rolex or anything crazy, right? right? right I just right. wanted to keep it like real, like, hey, this is who I am. And we even, I think, might no, even, we didn't split that. We didn't split it. All right. All right. So we didn't split the meal. <laughs> but it, I thought about it. I thought about it. Man, you got to make sure it's, I, it's you a didn't order any food, though. I ordered the food and drink. Yep. Yeah, I got kept it light. Yeah, I think I, I think I had sparkling water with a little lime or something. You know, we were keeping that thing tight. So I just wanted to see, like, hey, is she going to gouge me for a hundred dollar meal for right. the first date? You know, some people got to you know look out for that. But I say, you know what, I'm just going to drink some water, a little lemon, squeeze it, make my own little lemonade without the sugar. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah, let me ask you this: Were you an yeah. entrepreneur, Doug, at that time? Yeah, so I grew up, like my parents were entrepreneurs all through my childhood. They got finance, you know, banking background and so forth. My dad just definitely more frugal than my mom. My mom was just really good at making a dollar stretch. So during that time, I already had a couple of real estate properties, but I went to school with a finance background, University of Delaware, all that good stuff. But I always knew that I wanted to acquire real estate. And I definitely had the entrepreneur spirit at that time. He was working at Bank of America full time. Yeah. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. I had properties too. Yep. So, yeah. And they had and me grinding. 
And were you aware that he wanted to like completely leave the nine to five and be an entrepreneur? Like when did that conversation start? Once you guys started dating, like was that conversation open from the beginning or did you guys kind of just metamorphose the relationship into that type of conversation? The conversation didn't start off that way. It was more so this is just what was being done. Properties were being bought keep moving forward that's just what it was it wasn't really like a discussion yeah it wasn't really a discussion it was just kind of like a natural progression but i knew like he didn't want to be poor so Mm. (laughs) how was that conversation because that's that's good when did you find that out i don't even know again did we actually literally have a conversation it was almost just like i was really working like i was working overtime trying to make more money so i can pay back my student loans he was working a lot, also yeah. working on the properties from yeah. time to time. It was yeah. almost just like, it wasn't necessarily discussed. It was almost like we were just both working. Yeah. What did you do? I was a nurse. So I was working full time at one job and then also just working like picking up per another yeah, per game at other. And that's like one thing that really stood out, right? Because I was like, man, she's a hard worker. Like she's grinding. Like I was already grinding at Bank of America, putting in 70 hours a week, plus trying to build my real estate portfolio. But I like the fact that she was working her set hours, but in addition to working her set hours, she's also picking up her DM. So I was like, I like her. I like her ambition. I like her hustle. She's not scared of the work. That's what really attracted me to Larissa besides, you know, her looks and everything, but she was down to earth. And the fact that, you know, she had that great work ethic. I was like, man, I could build with this. Yeah, I can work with this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. So how long did you guys date before you got married? So we were probably dating for a year and a half before we got engaged. And it was a total of three years before we actually got married. Yep. Okay. So tell us that story because this story, I kind of want you guys just to kind of blaze through it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's very fascinating. But one of the things that Doug, you are known for, or that maybe I just keep thinking in my head, so <laughs> something that you're constantly talking about that I admire yeah. is that your goal was to retire your wife. Like you wanted mm-hmm. to retire her. So just yep. lead us to that moment of when you decided to do that, when you guys had that conversation, what was going yep. on at the time? How did she accept that? Because right. she had her career. I mean, going yep. through the nursing career isn't easy. Mm-hmm. The process, mm-hmm. the schooling, the hustle, all that. So just, yeah. I want to hear that story and I want you guys yeah. to Well, let's that. be clear. Yeah. When it was time for Doug to leave his job, yeah, so. I had been telling him, for like a year, like, bro, you need to leave your job. If you don't leave your job, I'm leaving. Like, one of us has to leave. <laughs> right. So I was just like, finally, I was just like, yo, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. But why? But why? <laughs> like, what was the reason you had to have that conversation? I think for me, it was a simple fact that, you know, I'm watching my wife go to work miserable, like, you know, 12 hours on her feet, back breaking work. She's like, ah, oh, my back hurts. And you know, I'm just on my feet 24-7. And for me, it was about, having that freedom. So it's one thing to, you know, build your empire and then, okay, now I'm basically retired and I'm just collecting rents and, you know, building this real estate thing. But it was very important for me to say, Hey, you know what? I got to do more than just get enough money just to replace my job. I have to get enough money coming in for the family and help build with Larissa to get to the point where, okay, now we can live life on our terms. And I felt that just having that freedom, I would feel some type of way if, I had that freedom, but I would just say, all right, babe, go get them. And I'm at home, you know, traveling the world yeah, and so sure. forth. And, you know, see you out there, just keep answering to, you know, whoever. But I feel like it's very important for, you know, especially a husband to step up into the role and not really give that control to somebody else saying that, hey, this is what you're worth. You can only get this coming in. You know, you have to show up. You know, there was holidays Larissa had to miss. There was 
birthday events that she had to miss simply because as being an ICU nurse, you had to alternate those holidays because they needed her on the floor. So I felt like that was a strong motivation. I was like, it's bigger than just me. Now we have a family. I got to make sure our family unit is good. And that's really what motivated me to wake up every morning and even spend those long hours just putting the plays together, you know, looking at deals and doing whatever it takes. Some people are like, man, why are you out till nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night? Because I knew that was bigger than that. It's like, it's bigger than me. I know eventually we're going to have kids and pass this thing down to generation to generation. So just like that was more than anything, you know, motivating. I, I wanted to have that freedom for myself. Larissa loves traveling. I started to pick up the traveling bug a little bit and really just taking time to just enjoy the world. That's powerful. I know a lot of people want to hear the big grand story of everything, but not moving too fast. What was it like for you guys when you were really trying to figure it out? Like you kind of already knew what you wanted to do. But yep. I remember back for us early on, we knew what we wanted to do, but we didn't know exactly how it was going to play out. We knew that there was definitely a lot of sacrifice that was going to be necessary for every level that we mm-hmm. elevated. And it kind of like came secondhand where it's like, all right, you already know what happens when we're going to the next level. Right. Something comes, something comes to really test you to see if you're ready and prepared to go to that next level. So. What was that like? What were those sacrifices that you guys realized, hey, we're going to have to make these sacrifices in order for us to elevate to the next level? Sleeping in a garage. That was the first like real big test, right? For me, it's like, yo, I live in my garage. I got this house. You know, I got a sub-zero sleeping bag. And I was all about just putting it out there. Like, I wanted her to know that information as soon as possible. I wasn't going to just spring that on three months. Like, hey, by the way, I'm sleeping in the garage with a sub-zero sleeping bag. I want to make sure she knew that right early on. And kind of just sit back and see her reaction. Like, man, this guy's crazy. I'm gone. Like, just ghost me, right? I say, you know what? She stuck around. And Larissa's like, man, this guy's on to something. But I'm sure, you know, I just want to hear what she thought. Y'all tell the story all the time. Absolutely. But, you know, I don't think Larissa gets a chance to really see, like, man, this guy's living in a garage. What is that like? We probably had been maybe hanging out for, like, three weeks or so, maybe. And I had visited him at his place in Newark, Delaware. We were just like in the living room, like watching a movie. And then it was coming time for me to leave because I was actually down there because I was visiting my cousin. And before I was getting ready to leave, he was like, hey, you know, my room's actually in the garage. Do you want to see it? And I was thinking like, "Um, (laughs) no, I actually don't. I I thought it was kind of strange, you know? I knew I really liked this guy. And I knew that if I saw the garage that night, I might have not come back. You know what I mean? Because I might have just like, that probably would have overshadowed what I already knew about it. So I was like, you know what? I'll see the next time I come over. <laughs> because I was yeah. really afraid that was going to look like crazy in me. I thought it was right. going to look like yeah. a literal actual garage. He had kind of like loosened <laughs> up a bit so it looked like an actual room. But I knew though that even though he said he, lived in the, he was living in the garage, he's living in the garage of his own house. So obviously he's not doing it because like he's on his luck. I'm not, I'm not just trying to be cocky here, but I don't even think I would attract somebody that was living in their garage because they had to live in their garage. You know what I mean? Like, that person just wouldn't be in my field. You know? Right. I was like, all right, so he lives in the garage of his own house and he has like a few other properties. So I know he's on to something here. Like, he's not just doing it just because, you know? So I was okay with that because it was a sacrifice that was leading to somewhere, you know? It was interesting, but hey. We're hey. in our house now. I feel like that was a test of time where mm-hmm. you realize she has vision. 
Right. I think that is so important. Like, okay, you have vision, you know that, you know, you're willing to live in your own garage and have multiple properties. But a female that comes in, can she see the vision? And so many people get stuck in that place, but she looks good, but she's hot. It's okay. As long as I see the vision, she doesn't have to. Yes, she does. In the beginning, Mm -hmm. it's all cute. Mm -hmm. But when it's time for her to lay down in that garage as well, right? right, And figure out how to condition herself that this is where you're going to be for a year, two years, three years. Mm -hmm. Can she handle it? And that's why it's so important that both have vision. It doesn't just take one vision. It has to be both, but continue. That's that's definitely important too, because at the end of the day, like that was a prime time. She had to trust the process. You know, like where so many people, like they get anxiety built up about their process. And it's like, listen, just Mm -hmm. trust the process. Mm -hmm. Set the vision, set the blueprint and just know you're going to have to buckle up for the ride. So at that point, when did you realize, like both of you, when did you realize this is really what we're doing? Like, this is about to be real. Like, when Mm -hmm. did that sacrifice of Doug sleeping in the garage become your sacrifice? I don't know if there's like one main time. I feel like it was just almost something that was known. Like we've been sacrificing this whole time. And even now, like we're still continuing to sacrifice. Like after he got out of the garage, you know, we got engaged and we moved into his childhood bedroom and his parents' house. With the mattress on the floor. Then after that, (laughs) we moved into our apartment that we bought a triplex in Philadelphia and moved into the first floor apartment. The top two floors were renovated. Ours was just mediocre. And that was with a 203K FHA loan. So basically, you know, just take a step back. I was like, all right, I use my FHA loan, but I want Larissa to be able to use her FHA loan and use her first time home buyers. Cause we were just talking about marriage and getting ready to get married. But I said, hey, we, we got to take advantage of the system, right? And only have to put down just a little bit of money. But the beautiful thing is she trusted the vision again. She's like, man, okay, so we're going to buy this property. We're going to stay on the first floor. And I mean, it looked like crap. I remember being at the desk at my old job and I said, Larissa, go check this property out. We'll do a FaceTime. And the realtor that was walking her through like, oh man, this thing is terrible. There's no way you guys are going to be able to fix this up. And this is for a cash buyer. I told Larissa, like, listen, go check it out. And this is the one. This, this is it right here. So she just trusted the vision. Like, wow, somehow we're going to put this together and we're going to live here. That's what we did. And then we graduated again to where we're living now. And we were just about to graduate again in March. And then yeah. <laughs> right, right. So we had to pull the deal off the table, man. We were really about to graduate, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> and again, and again, back to sacrificing, right? You know, we could just go ahead and get a, a $5,000, $6,000 a month mortgage if we choose to. But we're living basically in an area where we only got to pay $850 every single month. So we're still laying low. I'm all about living for free, no matter you know where I'm at in life. So when we moved out of that triplex, right on that first floor, when we moved out, we got a rent for it. Was it 1100 1200 whatever the rent is for that first floor? But it covers our $850 a month expense. So I'm still keeping track of the numbers and making sure that we're good regardless. Now, let's remind people, since we're on the real estate right now, how many properties do you have? Not enough. Not enough. He's not not enough doors. Not not enough. My answer is simply not enough because it's almost like we're still playing a game. Like I'm only in the maybe just going into the second quarter, right? So if I start counting and keeping score, it's almost like you're in the game to the point where you shoot, you make the shot, you're running right over to the score desk. Hey, how many points do I have? How many points do I have? How many blocks do I have? So I'm not putting a number on it. Like it's just not enough. So I got to stay hungry. We got to stay hungry. And we just got to keep going. Like I just... 
purchase a duplex today. I don't even know what Congratulations. the Congratulations. We yes, said yes, we were you. going to celebrate on this call. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We, yes. we spoke earlier. Cheers. Got the, y'all about to crack open that fresh yes. water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. There you go. There you go. You got to take a sip. We were talking about celebrating on live and he's like literally saying, I- I'm at the table. I'm signing now. You know, I got to call you guys back. I'm finishing up. So right. in the midst of COVID-19, your grind and the vision still continue. Yeah. So right. definitely salute to you guys both. Thank you. So we're here. We understand yep. that she is trusting the vision. She is all in at this point. Are yep. you guys yep. married yet? So, so yeah, go ahead. initially when... Uh, we got married when we moved into the first floor apartment in Philadelphia, the first property that was purchased in Philadelphia. Before that, though, before we were married, like one of the properties in Coatesville, because that's where he started like investing first. That's when he was doing a lot of the work himself. Initially, I was out there helping. It was freezing. It was like the midwinter. Yeah, I was helping from house to house to house. But then this one house, we were in there putting <laughs> the carpets down, painting. Doing all this crazy stuff in the middle of the winter with no heat, hands hands are freezing, and I didn't help. That cut me out for like two years. Well, After you, that, that kind of like yeah, you're like, you're paying oh, you're I'm paying the bathroom, but you're like, you know what? I'm not ever doing that again. Like, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> like I respect the vision, but we're yeah, not going to be here right, painting right. and so forth. I think that's a common part of the story that we hear with a lot of what we're calling lovepreneurs. That's the vision of this all. How is it that two people can come together, build their empire while they're still focused on building their relationship? Because to us, that is like so important, right? And what we see as a common denominator is that the person that has the vision at the time, whatever goal it is, the partner is all in and helping, all in. Mm -hmm. Like there is no, whatever we got to do, we're going to do. It does not mean that we're not going to keep a balance of, okay, what's acceptable and what isn't, right? Because everybody has right. their own yep. level of, okay, we can do this. Wait a minute. I'm not going to sit under no car and right. like, do at four in the morning. But at the end of the day, you're willing to help and dive all in. So I, I realize that that is a common denominator where, okay, this is the person that I know is going to help the vision and build the vision. So I love that. Yep. You, you know, another thing that's crazy and a lot of couples don't realize the sacrifice is where the trust is built. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, yep. you're able to see your partner in so many different lights through the sacrifice. I mean, yeah. I remember even with us, when I was doing rehabs, she would be at the properties with me. She would be mm-hmm. eager to learn if she didn't know something. She would be eager to yep. learn it. Like, no, nah, I can do it. I can handle it. We go yep. on properties now that we have, and she has to do something. Like, she's not that one that's just going to sit there and walk through and be like, oh, I don't want no dirt on me. She yep. has to do something. And I so appreciate that early on, I noticed how she was. Because at the end of the day, what people got to realize is, God forbid something happens to me. Can Mm -hmm. my partner continue on with things? You that that wife or you that lady that all you worry about is getting the latest Chanel bag and making sure your hair and nails is done and you know, Mm -hmm. you go out there and do what got to be done. I just make sure you eat. Now you need to learn the business too. (laughs) Exactly. If something happened to him, you're able to keep going and producing money that's where legacy really begins. Like where your life is, your legacy begins. But what's a part mm-hmm. of that? And yep. can the people yep. around you continue on your legacy? Because if not, right. it was just all not even worth it. You know what That's I mean? It. So through those sacrifices, you get to find out who your partner is, what their worth is, and you're able to trust them. Them walls don't have to go up because you know they have your best interests at heart and vice versa. You know, another thing I realized even within yeah. that, one of the gifts that I learned that I had 
during yeah. that time was sacrifice came easy to me. And to this day, mm. it does. Like, yeah. I'm yeah. uncomfortable. What do you mean? We have to be on a sacrifice mode for something. Because if not, then I yeah. don't feel like we're getting stretched, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, where, where mm-hmm. are we at now? What do we got to do? What do you mean we don't yep. got to eat certain things? We can spend right. in this area. And we had conversations about that. It was hard for us. We were in sacrifice mode for so long yeah. that it was hard for us mode. to get, get, to get out of it a little bit. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want this. No, I don't want that. And he was like, right. wait a minute. It's okay. Like, right. go ahead right. yeah, and yeah. splurge. It's all right. Right, right. There was another right. $40,000 check just went in. You're okay. Right. And I mean, don't get me started. Now I'm like, well, wait a minute. Can we do some yeah. else? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. 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 Got to bring it back right. in. Right. But it took a while. I remember we were praying about it. Like, God, should we really? You know, we're not talking about much, but like, you just hold on to that sacrifice and it just came easy. So I feel like that's another therapy. Is it easy for your partner to sacrifice with you? Because if that's one of their flaws, when it comes to a lovepreneur mm-hmm. in this journey, that may not work. Right. But not everyone's about to, to sacrifice. To the next dimension, the next level, you have to sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. Yeah, yep. I love that. All right. So you're there. You're checking out the property. At this point, yep. did you retire your wife yet or tell us about that part? No, no, no. I mean, we're still we're still early on. Okay. So she's going through the property. We decided to pull the trigger. We you know got the property for a very reasonable price. But I say, you know, I had the vision. Eventually, this property is going to be worth close to four hundred thousand, what have you. But kind of during that mist was right around the time you know we're gearing up to get married. But then we got hit with a huge, crazy like surprise out of like left field. You want to explain that? This is actually before we had moved in. Um, we've been to Chew. Um, yeah. We were still living at my mother-in-law's house. We got the wedding going on and they were preparing to get preparing ready to move wedding. in. Yep. And then I end up noticing, like when I'm working at nighttime, I used to work at night shift, that I started having a pain in my left knee. And I was like, hmm, that's strange. wonder why I have this pain in my left knee. But you know, when you're young, you think like, eh, it's probably just me while my feet working all the time. And that's what it is. So three months later, like the pain goes away. And three months later, I notice the pain again. And I feel my knee. And this time there's like a lump there. And I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. wonder what that is. But still, you know, I didn't get it checked out until like a few months later. And I ended up having it removed. The doctor was like, oh, it's probably just like, you know, just this. We'll just remove it. Everything will be fine. And then a week later, when I go back for my results, I'm really nervous about it just because like, you know, when you have an incision, they're like, don't get any germs. Don't get it wet or anything like that. And like when I'm going into the doctor's office, I'm a little nervous because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got it wet. Like, I hope nothing's wrong with it. And he was like, it's fine. And like, just said, matter of factly, you know, we found clear cell sarcoma in your left knee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I called you Penn and you need to schedule an appointment immediately. And at the time, I was like, clear cell sarcoma in my head. Like, I had never heard that before, but I knew what sarcoma was because I was a nurse and sarcoma is cancer. And I was just thinking, like, um, really? Like, and of course, I couldn't like help, but like, you know start crying so during that time we were engaged and we had been planning the wedding but with that happening i was like i almost felt bad because i was like oh great he just got engaged to somebody who had i hate to say this but to somebody who has cancer you know like i felt bad because it was like i was thinking like who wants to marry somebody who has that going on and you're young and like we're just starting our life like he doesn't have to go through all this if i'm about to go through some crazy stuff you know So I stopped playing the wedding because I was really was like, I don't know what's going to happen right now. Things are so uncertain. I don't want to be playing this wedding. And then I'm not even around for a wedding. I know that's dramatic. But like when you think of cancer, you think of, oh, my gosh. So long story short, 
I had two surgeries to have it removed. The second surgery, they called me back at the second surgery and said, hey, it's not all removed. You have to go back in and remove some more. So we go back in to remove some more, but then they said, well, there's nothing to remove. It was like, oh my gosh, so there's nothing there. So that ended up turning out really well in the end. But like during that time when I had stopped playing for the wedding, people kept on asking like, hey, when are you planning? When are you going to plan? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And then Doug's like, yeah, why aren't we planning? So when Doug was like, yeah, why aren't we planning? Mm. That really made me feel like, oh man, he doesn't see it how I see it. He doesn't Mm. see it as like, Mm-hmm. oh it's this crazy like dead sentence or like i'm just gonna like leave right now i'm here to mm-hmm. like really support you through this and there's no reason why we shouldn't be playing exactly. that really made me feel like yeah that's more i love that because again yeah. here you are a man with vision seems yep. to be the bigger picture how did that affect i get the wedding but how did that affect how you saw things with business and what you guys were building. Like during that time, was there a freeze on pretty much like everything? Did you just keep going? Like, how did you guys handle that moment? Like, I see how you handled it with the wedding. How about how you guys handled it with what you guys were trying to build? Yeah, I felt like we just got like that gravitational pull. Just we started going to church even more, praying even more. And we were just like on the same attune, like, yo, we're going to get through this no matter what. No, we're going to be good. You know, we're going to planning out weddings. We're going to still going, you know, buy properties and see a future with each other. And that was at the time where we were staying at my mom's house, my parents' house. And I said, you know, we're going to get through it. Like every night we're praying, we're taking walks and we just really focusing on, you know, what can we do right now, you know, in terms of adjusting our eating and just really just tapping in. whole garden. Yeah. Well, I was like, I couldn't really get around because I had like a immobilizer. Yep. So I was kind of just like hanging out downstairs on their like pull out couch because yeah. they didn't walk upstairs. Yep. But he was out there digging Yeah, I was playing a garden and kind of playing a garden and yep. like organic vegetables and produce and and, and even when we met I was hundred percent vegan. So oh, man, when the way yeah. yeah. <laughs> you had the fresh kale, had the fresh tomatoes, had the met leaves, everything. So it was just like that was like one of the biggest building moments I felt like in our relationship because I was like, man, we got this. God's got us. He hasn't let us down this far in life. And it's just like, yo, we're gonna take it to the next step. We're going to get through this and we're going to keep moving. And I felt like that experience has made us that much stronger. Like that really was like the core to the foundation. But I got your back. You got mine. Let's get it. Right. I don't know if I told you this at the time, though. When he was out there making that garden, though, I was kind of like, he should be in here hanging out with me, not making doing <laughs> that garden. That's kind of, I was really like emotional then because I was like, I could be laughing one moment and then crying the next because it was just like, you start reading stuff online, seeing other people's stories, see what happened to them. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's going to be. But I don't think I ever told him that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know but, that. You know, looking back on it, it's like, oh man, that was like a great thing. Yeah, I was playing C. Exclusive here first. Yep. What Larissa was thinking about. You know, there's yep. so many people that are on this, and we talk to couples all the time that have been through a tragic experience such as cancer. You'd be surprised how many, even in our circle, they take that moment to say, Well, do I stop my entrepreneurial journey right now because of the mm-hmm. pressure? So much pressure. Let me go back to work. How I'm going to pay these medical bills? What if and what if and what if? Mm-hmm. So they kind of get scared, freeze. And take the safe route instead of saying, you know what? Like you said, Doug, no, 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 no. We're going to look at the vision. We're going to look forward. Let's continue to plant seeds because we're going to make it. And and we're going to do exactly what we planned out to do. So I love that. And I hope that that is an encouragement to those that are out there that may be experiencing right now. COVID-19 could be one of those moments to people. It's a virus. It's hitting people, obviously, emotionally, physically. And some people are actually 
getting this disease. So do right. they stop grinding? Well, not grinding. We're not allowed to say <laughs> grinding in this house. Totally do they stop you. their journey because mm. they feel like to give up? Why not give up at this moment? But I love right. that you shared that story because no, you don't give up because this is the fruit of your labor. So yeah. what yeah. happens after that? Yeah, so what happened after that? We get married and we move along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got married. We had a great wedding. We went down to the Maldives and I was like, I don't even think I had a passport. So I had to go get my passport and that was my first time really out the country. Time in the Maldives was amazing. I think we spent like about two weeks. I take the seaplane, you know, staying in the bungalow, which is amazing. So really just started to experience the world. You know, me being a frugal guy, I was like, man, I don't know. She wanted the honeymoon in the bungalow. So I'm looking at Bora Bora. I'm like, man, $2,000 a night. I'm like, that's not going to work. That's not within the budget. We were able to find a place for about $120 a night on a bungalow in the Maldives, which was like astronomical, like a great price. We stayed there. And was, I think that kind of what secretly pushed my travel bug. But I just didn't want to say it to Larissa because it's like right now in this season is not where we're just going to be traveling the world and so forth. Like This is grind time. So you're like, all right, we have fun. I'm right back to putting in that work. All right, moving forward. Now, yeah. we're married. We're through the honeymoon stage. Reality is hitting that. Yeah, we stuck together now, right? Yep. What are yep. we doing moving forward? When did the empire really take off at that point? I would probably say, so launched in 2017, we got married in 2015. I guess like 2016 is when things started to really like start really rolling. I feel like is when I start saying, hey, Doug, like why are you still, right. like why? Why are we still frugal? Now she's cool like, being frugal. But like, yeah. why are you still at work? At this point, it seems like work is taking up, up more time than it should away right. from properties, whereas just imagine, I was just like, just imagine, like, if you could spend this time that you're spending at work, even though he was in sales and he kind of had a lot of free time, just think about what could happen if you put all that energy towards, like, just working on the properties, getting more properties. And Doug's a bit more cautious than me. I'm really more like, hey, let's go. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she, yeah, she ready to jump out the plane. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I got to calculate exactly, you know, the altitude that way, you know, which way the wind's going. And I'm like, I'm analytical, right? As a financial analyst, it's like, I got to make sure everything lines up correctly, you know, make sure the cash flows there, everything. Larissa's just like, I remember I was driving, Larissa's like, go ahead and just write the letter. I'm like, write the letter, oh, yeah. like the resignation yeah. letter. She's like, just write it now, just put it together. So I pulled over, had my iPad at the time, I'm typing up the resignation letter. Mm. And then you had to do one of those buttons where you just hit the send button, you get to shut down the computer and like disappear. Next thing you know, your phone's blowing up. Like, what do you mean you're resigning? But I mean, I felt that moment and just knowing that Larissa had my back, I was like, yo, you got to do it or I'm doing it. I was like, well, she put the pressure on me. I said, all right, make it happen. Because at the time, too, I was doing like a lot of stuff on social media as far as like my health and wellness thing. And that was doing pretty good as well. So I was like, if you're leaving, (laughs) I'm leaving. So I put in my resignation letter and I (laughs) Doug probably felt like, she ain't leaving before me. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) No, she ain't going to have me in here working and so forth. (laughs) I ended up going back to work, though. After that is when I ended up leaving for good because let me insert here because this is also a road that couples struggle with who leaves what vision so who leaves first or what vision do we dive into first when we have to make a decision on one or the other right because sometimes it's that tug of war you know it's my salon no it's not your thing it's the real estate no it's not your thing it's my thing so how and when did you make that decision in your relationship how did you know okay it's me we're going to focus on this and this is why. Well, I'm going to be honest here for a second. So, well, I've been being honest the whole time, but I'm going to get really <laughs> real right now. So 
I grew up in a single parent household. So growing up in a single parent household, I see my mom working hard and I see us struggling. Like we've got evicted twice. Sometimes electric wasn't on, water wasn't on, or we have to borrow money for groceries. I mean, we always had food, but sometimes we had to borrow it. So I vividly like just started thinking like, or what came to me was like, nobody's coming to save us. So therefore I need to step up and do what I need to do to take care of myself and also make sure that this doesn't repeat. The cycle with my children doesn't repeat. So with that being in my mind, I was very independent. Like I can do it. I do this. I do that. This is my thing. And I can do whatever I can do because I'm an independent woman. So coming into a relationship where you want to do your thing and your husband's doing his thing, I almost felt like if I didn't do what I did, like as far as health and wellness, and of course I would help Doug and do everything I could with the real estate, but I wasn't fully willing to be sucked into it fully because I thought that I would lose my identity. And I didn't want to become a woman who was like, Oh, that's Doug's wife. I looked at that at that time as like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose myself. You know, I didn't want to do that. But, you know, as I grew in the process or grew up, I should say mentally in in that area, you know, we're always going in many different areas. I just realized, well, okay, if somebody just say that's Doug's wife, well, you are Doug's wife. So, I mean, what are you talking about? And like, (laughs) as you grow as a couple, you understand that you do it as a couple. You're not sacrificing anything. It was almost like I thought, You know, at that point in my life, when I'm going through college, when I'm building my career, that attitude served me to be independent and to do for myself. But in my marriage, that attitude is not going to serve me. I need to become a different person to have a new attitude and understand that. What can we do together? Because it's not just Larissa. It's not just Doug. What can we do together to push both of us forward together? And that's when I was like, you know what? This real estate is what we need to be focused on full fledged. So let me take away my ego and do what I need to do to make sure that we're both good in the long run. And at that point, your health and wellness. So my health and wellness kind of took off and then it kind of slowed down. So I went back to work the whole time. I was saying like, you know, I need to be helping Doug with this stuff. I need to be helping Doug with this stuff. And I started to more so and more so again, but it came to a point where it just got like a lot for Doug that it just was no other option. Like I had to, you know what I mean? And I felt good doing it again. I had went back to work through an agency and it just came to a point where like I was doing work helping Doug and then he would be calling me at work like, Hey, can we get this done? And I'm like, um, I'm not working. You know, I'm like, hey. right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's like right now, I'm not working. As a nurse, you can't just like pick up the phone, yeah, like, like especially she's in the ICU, so she's like yeah. keeps people so, off. Um, um wait a minute, Doug, somebody's dying right now. I'm just yeah, right, <laughs> right, I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just got to the point where we couldn't manage working and doing the business and it just made sense yeah we just went all in were you always in love with what he was in love with with real estate how did that kind of grow on you yeah i'm still not in love with it like Doug (laughs) eats sleep and breathe real estate like Doug loves real estate and i don't love real estate you know what but that's okay i don't have to love it i love what it brings us it brings us the ability to travel the world it's going to bring us the ability to pick the best schools for our children it's going to bring us a peace of mind that we don't have to worry about money. Yeah. And that feels good for a person who grew up having to worry about money all the time. You know what I mean? Right. I like what it brings us. And I understand personally for me, I think that building wealth is not an option. It's a necessity in today's world. Mm-hmm. And real estate or in a business or stock market is the way to do that. Our avenue happens to be real estate. And real estate also affords me the ability to do health and wellness not from a business standpoint but just because that's something that i love to do period so that's kind of my take on it this is probably going to cut off at a certain moment Uh, to the couple right now that is 
trying to figure things out. They really don't know whether to go left or right. They don't know whether to stay at their job or leave. They don't know whether it's real estate or stocks or selling candy canes. You know, what right, advice right. would you give them like in this season? They're probably even beefing right now because nothing's right. clear. You know what I mean? There's no clear mm-hmm. vision of blueprint. What advice would you guys give them? I think the advice that I would give them is simply, you know, if you are working a job, fortunate to have a job, definitely do the best you can at that job. But when that job shuts its doors or when, you know, you're off of work, figure out what it is that you want to do and really focus and spend that free time on working on your vision. So it's one thing to say, hey, I got a vision of buying properties. But if Larissa didn't see me searching for properties at the closing table, fixing these properties up, She's like, he's just sitting on the couch talking about, oh, one day I'm going to buy these properties. I'm going to have a thousand units. But if you don't have that mentality, your action doesn't fit your dream. Then it's like, no, how is she going to be riding for me if I'm sitting on the couch? And he's like, oh, one day he has potential. I know he's going to be buying these properties up, but he's not doing anything to get to that level. So it's very important to go ahead and make that clear that, hey, if whatever it is we want to do, if you're trying to figure it out, spend some time learning and seeing what works for you. I love that you said that. And I want to insert here because we talk about credibility all the time, particularly Mm -hmm. the one that has a vision. For instance, you have a vision, you talk about business, you talk about wanting to do 50,000 things, but you're sitting on the couch, like you mentioned, right? Right. You have no consistency to yourself. Right. If you want to be the head of whatever this vision is, you got to prove to your family that you can handle this vision, Right. right? Particularly if you have a lioness. But I mm-hmm. love the lioness because the woman that went to college, got her degree, has her career going, right? Yep. Or the woman that opened up her own business many, many years ago and can handle it all by herself, right? Yep. And I yep. love that Larissa and I have that in common that we were raised um, single parent. I was raised mm-hmm. just with my mom. So I understand mm-hmm. that struggle. And yep. if nothing else, I know how to fight. It was right, to the point right. where when I finally married my husband, I yeah. realized, you mean everything in life isn't a fight? Oh, right, right, I right, honestly right. didn't know. I had to deprogram <laughs> yeah. myself that is everything yeah. isn't war because I'm ready to battle. You let right, me right, my right. up or my guns are out. What do you need? Right. We there. In saying that, I don't want to give it a gender, but particularly mm-hmm. to the men out there, you're going to your wife and you're saying, see why you can't be like Diane Larissa. They support their husband because we get that all the time. And it's like, mm. why? Because every time you start something, you don't finish it. Every yep. time we put a thousand dollars here, twenty five hundred dollars there, you don't finish it. So right. it's like at that right. point, what do I have to trust in? If you want to be the vision, yeah. you want to be the head, you got to be consistent. So, oh my God, that is so important, and I love that. <laughs> 